Welcome to our special Dolby Institute and Soundworks Collection podcast. This is our this is our special Road to the Oscars edition of the podcast, and we're sitting down and talking with the nominees. Uh, for the films that have been nominated for Best Sound Editing. And I'm really thrilled to be sitting down uh, with my old friend, Alan Murray. Alan and I have, uh, we met, I guess, when you brought Space Cowboys, Space Cowboys up to first. Skywalker Ranch yeah. uh, to, to mix. So Alan is, um, I mean, I'll, embarrassing, I'll, I'll embarrassing, uh, embarrass him a little bit here by saying this is Alan's eighth Eighth yes. nomination, his his eighth trip to the show. Yes, and he's already won twice. Yes, uh, once for uh, Letters from Iwo Jima, and then again, what two years ago? Last year. Last year, American uh, for American Sniper. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Nominated, yes. nominated this year for Sicario. Yes, one of my favorite favorite movies. So, yeah, it's a great movie. I watched it. it I watched it again because I knew we were going to be sitting down and talking, and it's uh, it's actually it's actually the better the second time. Yeah, I yeah. felt. Yeah, and what a team too. I mean, Deacons and uh, the director Denis, and yeah, it's uh, it was an honor to work on that movie with him. Well. Of course, I mean, I, I want to talk with you about your long history with uh, with Mr. Eastwood, but let's talk about Denis for, uh, for a minute. How did you get involved with this movie, and how did it get on your plate? Uh, I first started with Denis on, um, what, was, what was his, <laughs> what was the movie before? Prisoners. Was it Prisoners? Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, we had met through the film editor, and Denis took a chance, and we got along great, and uh, he loved the way we expanded the movie with the soundtrack, and uh, then met up with him on Sicario, and uh, went to it, and uh, everybody was really happy. I mean, on the mix stage at the end, it's one of those movies where everything clicks. Mm-hmm. The editing, the, everything. It just clicked, and everybody was so happy when we left the mixing stage. So, Where did you guys mix it? At Warner Brothers on stage 12 with uh, John Wrights and Tom Ozanich, who also was my sound designer. So, Yeah, it was a great team. Yes. Uh, and, and just a great sounding mix. What were some, I mean, for you as a, the sound supervisor on this particular one, what, what were some of the challenges that you faced uh, with this particular show? Uh, well, I think part of it was to keep the tension going. Uh, we used a lot of uh, subtle low-end sound design uh, ambiences to ratchet up the tension. And also on this movie, each character's gunshot had to have a different personality mm. where uh, Benicio's character was uh, even though he had a silencer pistol it had to be uh, visceral and scare the crap out of you the first time you hear it and right. it was just his rage being released so we had discussions about keeping it as a silencer but the first time we played all the elements everybody went whoa and then as we progressed through the end scene where he's going through the mansion and, and taking everybody out everybody thought well you know they're going to hear this gunshot and everybody's going to come to the rescue but at that time it was we had established this powerful uh, silencer shot so we just kept it going it kept building and building and building rather than diminishing 
And the producer at one point was worried, well, everybody in the next room would hear it. Mm -hmm. But it was, we were with his character at that point, so it really didn't matter. So it was just his rage unfolding in front of us. Well, I I wanted to ask you about that. I really like what you just said about, about, you know, his character and being kind of, it's almost like a little bit of a subjective experience, like you're experiencing it through his ears, the way he is. One of the things that I, I noticed looking at the movie again was, you know, it's a very, it's actually kind of a, it's, it's a, it's, um, and I don't say this to minimize it, but it's, it's a, it's a very minimal track. It's, yes. you know, there, there are times, um, especially I'm thinking about the, that great sequence in the, the, you know, the SUV caravan when mm-hmm. they go down, uh, into Juarez and, and they come back, um, where, you know, you, it seems like all of the, a lot of the, of, of the ambiences and the effects kind of died down and you're, and you almost go into the character's heads for a second. Uh, and then, so I'm curious about how those sequences came together. Was that, was that something that you talked with Denis about in the spotting or did those moments kind of come together on the mixing stage or, or how, how did those decisions get made? Cause it was really just a, it was beautiful work. Yeah, I think it was half and half. I think with Denis, he likes to, take the audience to a safe place so when you're in the convoy you're you're kind of safe and then he he introduces sounds that that say something's going to happen or something's not right here uh in the convoy scene it was a lot of radio messages and the helicopter all of a sudden appearing and all that so he gets the audience questioning what's going on and then there's this moment of resolve and everything quiets down and then he hits you over the head with a crescendo of the scene so he did that a lot throughout the movie so you know like with emily's character everything kind of folded in and we were in quiet areas with her because she was more isolated Mm -hmm. so he played each scene he was very involved in the way each scene sounded and the way it unfolded. So, yeah, I was thinking really specifically in that scene, you talk about Emily Blunt's character. There's a great, there's a great little moment when they're driving, uh, you know, down the street and then she sees the the bodies that are hanging from yeah. the overpass. And then basically everything except just a little bit of ambience falls away. Yeah. And you're really having that moment with her. And I, you know, you just touched on it, but I'd, I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit about, um, you know, I, I just found myself watching the movie thinking like there's, it's so tense, but there's not a lot happening. It's just, there's, there's just, there's something about the pacing, uh, and, and the way the sound work unfolds that just really make, I felt like I was, I wanted to chew my fingernails off when I was watching the movie because it was so, it was so tense. So how did you guys achieve that, that kind of effect? Uh, again, it was a lot of, uh, subliminal low end atmospheres that creep in and out. So you kind of know they're there, but you, you're not hit over the head with them. And then I, like I said, as, as the scene unfolds, Denis brings in another sound, like say it's a dog barking and all of a sudden you're going, okay, what's going on here? You know, he upsets the natural scene and, and there's a little, uh, chaos and you're going, why is the dog barking? What's going on? And he makes everything kind of uneasy, and then he builds and builds and builds. So, and I also thought the uh, incredible score by Johan Johansson. I I just I think the way the sound design and the effects went in and out of the score, where you didn't know what you were hearing, whether it was score or sound design, and 
it was all that blending of sounds that I think helped ratchet up the tension. So. Yeah. The score is amazing. Yes, and yeah. and Johan is also nominated for yes. an Oscar for his work on the film, which I think is is incredibly deserved. Yes, um, but I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about what you just. I'm I love that kind of territory, that kind of middle ground between sound design and music. Uh-huh. You know, when you've got tonal elements in your sound design, you don't really know where you know. So were those conversations that you and Johan had as the picture was going along, or did you kind of work on that on your own and bring that to the stage? How did how did that? Because it feels like a really beautiful blending. Blending, yeah. yeah. Well, we noticed on Prisoners how well our design and Johan's score blended. Then you guys had all worked together on the previous. Yeah, year, right? yeah, and we had we hadn't met Johan, and Johan came at the end of the mix on Sicario, so we had finally met him, but. Uh, um yeah he's he's uh he's just a great uh different dynamic type of score that you usually don't hear so i think that also ratchets up the uh tension too i i want to talk with uh, about your your long history working with mr eastwood so you started off as a as an effects editor working with with uh, bronco billy was the first one that i that i that i saw on there uh, from 1980. Yeah. Well, the, actually, the first one was I, I had just started sound editing at Paramount, and um, I heard that Mr. Eastwood was coming to do a movie, Escape from Alcatraz. So I uh, found out who the film editors were, and I started stalking them in the commissary. And... Uh, one day I went up and introduced myself to this uh, wonderful film editor. His name was Ferris Webster. And uh, I said, you know, Ferris, I'm a young guy. I love Eastwood's movies, and I would do anything to work on them. And he said, well, what have you done? And I said, well, I've done this, this, and this, and I'm, but I will work 120%. I will do anything in the world. So... He said, well, we'll see. And we kept running in any, into each other and becoming, and we became friends. And then finally, uh, he had the director at the time, Don Siegel, up in his room. So he said, well, why don't you come up and say hi to the director and we'll uh, see how it goes. So I met a, went up and met Don Siegel. And Don was like, oh, yeah, I'd, I love giving shots to young talent and all that. So he Don said, Siegel, who had done the Dirty Harry movies. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. So Don said, I'll tell you what, we're going to do a temp mix. We'll try out and see how it goes. And so I worked with a temp mix with Don, never meeting Eastwood yet. And then <clears throat> we were playing the the temp mix back in the theater. And we were sitting there and the lights went down. And I felt people come in behind me and kind of push my seat forward. And I thought, there's a bunch of people behind me. Do I turn around? And I said, no, don't. So at the end of the thing, this hand came over and slapped me on the shoulder and said, oh, that's a really great job. And I turned around and it was Clint Eastwood and I about jumped out of my chair. And I said, well, thank you. And he said, we'd like you to continue on with the final. And we thought you did a really great job. And so that's how it all met and how we all met. And I don't know, what is it, 40 years later, we're still going strong. So. That's amazing. And you're about to do the new one, Sully, with him, right? Yes, about ready to start Sully. And uh, another, uh, Murray has been adopted by Clint Eastwood, and that's my son. And he's 
now the film editors. Your so. son's cutting picture for him, right? Yes, yeah. yes. That's great. So he's, you know, my kids grew up with his kids, Kyle and Allison, and they all became friends. And so it's been a extraordinary set of circumstances and probably the most incredible relationship. And... Uh, Look forward to seeing Clint every year with a new movie. So <laughs> it's amazing that he's and and yeah. I feel like he's doing some of the best work of his career at this. Yes. Point. Yeah. What's the what's so what's the spotting process like with Clint? Do you you guys really do you do a traditional spotting uh, with him or, or at this point you guys have worked together for you know, on so many pictures? Yeah. Well, we started off doing spotting sessions, and finally, after maybe the fourth or fifth picture, Clint said, "Ah, oh, you know what you're doing. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do." And I think he embraces what you bring to the table. And I think he works that way with everybody on his team that I'm hiring you for your expertise. And, you know, I'll give you a few guidelines on what I'm looking for. But other than that, go to town and surprise me and let's see what we come up with. So he's he's very open to you doing broad strokes on the canvas and, and taking it where you want it to go and then you play the reel back for him and you know he'll sit there and take it all in and you know you may make a few tweaks but he's generally happy so can't beat that yeah, yeah. so how's that process of working with clint different than say denis or some of the other because you've worked with a lot of big directors yeah over the years i was just looking at the list i mean you've worked with martin campbell alan parker richard donner i mean these are these are serious serious uh directors yeah well you know i think it's i think it's something that they recognize in your persona or something where you just hit it off i mean richard donner was and i still see richard i saw richard a year ago and when we saw each other i was sitting out in front of the commissary and he came up and we both started crying it was <laughs> it was He's, you know, all these people become your family, you know, and, and Richard has always been the greatest guy. And, you know, he was always the first one to invite you to the set and have you come uh, eat with him in his trailer and all that. I mean, he's just been, all these people have been uh, just wonderful. Uh, Martin Campbell, another one, uh, you know, and... I don't know. I just, we have these strong bonds and I think they know that you're giving them a hundred percent and they, they appreciate it. So, so what's the process, uh, like of working with the need? Um, does he, do you have a conversation now that you've done two movies with him? Do you talk with him before he goes off and shoots or at what point do you kind of engage with him about the film? Well, with Denis, since he lives in Montreal, it's a it's a long distance uh, relationship. So usually with Denis, he and his film editor, uh, they set a blueprint, and basically, what you look at the blueprint they've set, and then you expand on it. So I think with Denis' movie, especially Sicario, it was pretty well structured by the time it got to me and and you can instantly see what the film editor's trying to do and and where they're trying to go with their pacing and all that so um yeah i think it's just with him it's follow the blueprint that they've laid out expand on it try and take it to another area 
but stay within the blueprint. Mm-hmm. So, and do do the do the picture editor do a fair amount of? Because sometimes they do a lot of their own kind of sound work just to kind of to get their cut ready. Yeah, uh, is that was that the case with this picture? Yeah, with uh, we had a uh, film editor Joe Walker on this one, and uh, yeah, he. Um, he used to be a sound editor before he came into that could film be, editing. That could be good or bad. Yes, yes. So um, I think as long as you recognize what what Joe's trying to say, and, and he's the first one to say, I'm sure you have better stuff. But he, he, he takes a lot of time on his first cut getting the, uh, the sound in there and where he wants to go. So, yeah, I mean, he's... It's kind of nice because with some directors, it's like, here's a big blank screen. And with this, it was like, okay, I have a way to follow and I can see where they're going and I don't have to second guess. And And Denis had very specific ideas. Yes, and Denis had specific ideas too. So, you know, with Denis, it's, it's, we did a lot of sound design and, and found that certain things he would like and yet, certain things he'd take out so it was every time we had like a sound design uh uh sequence come up he'd say okay let's break it down and take out this one keep that one so it's it's such a um in your mind critique of what these sounds are you know no what we ended up doing is we would do the temp mix and send the elements up to montreal and then they would uh, go through it a lot more and then come back with with responses to what we had done so it was a back and forth mm-hmm. so th- that's great because you know sometimes you you know if you don't get that opportunity you just show up at the you know the director shows up at the final mix and it's you know they haven't heard stuff it can be uh right uh, some rude surprises yes well it's it's so subjective like uh some of the sound design elements to me said uh, tension or power or something, and yet to him it said uh, horror movie or or so. It's interesting to see how different people interpret uh, mm-hmm. a certain sound and how that resonates with something in their past. So, and you can't try and figure it out. You just got to go with thing. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, would he talk with you about sort of emotionally what he was going for, or how did he how did he direct you? Uh, well. Because it's long distance, yeah. uh, we didn't really get together, and especially on Sicario, until the final mix. So um, we'd go through each scene and discuss, and he would be very detailed on what he wanted to either uh, increase in volume or or take out or something. So he's very in the moment. Um, uh, and I think most of the movie came together on the mixing stage, even though it was structured by the time we got it, it was still open to let's do this, let's do that and see how it works out. Yeah. Well, I think you definitely get the award for the creepiest ambiences. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It was a, it was a very, very tense film. All right. Well, Alan, congratulations and uh, good luck. It was uh, and, nice seeing you again. Uh, well, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm, I appreciate doing this for Dolby because I think Dolby Atmos has lifted us into a whole new world, and it's nice to get Sound Reborn again. And uh, 
it's very exciting. So it is. I, I yeah, it's it's an exciting time. Um, I, I think the directors are kind of more experimental and pushing things a little bit yeah. harder these days, and it's, it's it gives a lot of a lot of fun for folks like. Uh, for folks like you to to um, to be able to play, yeah. So um, good luck on Oscar night. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for coming and talking to us. All right. Good to see y'all. <laughs>